Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Take your seats. Yeah, we have an amazing worship team. I think Hudson played Friday night at Youth Week and then another event on Saturday night and then all three services today. So I give it up for Huddy. Uh, Getting the, uh, getting the muscles working on those fingers, that's a fair few songs over a weekend. And many others probably did the same sort of thing. Um, I thought I'd just show a few pictures of my girls because I'm super proud of them and they're just so cute. Oh, uh, that's Naya. So for those who don't know, I probably haven't been up here for a little while because we had a baby. Uh, that's Naya, that was today. Uh, she is cheeky. She is nine weeks old this week. And then I think there may be another photo where Ayla is trying to choke her. I don't know if that one... Did that one come through, the other photo, or not? I don't know if it came through or not. There was... I sent them, like, just before, last minute, just sort of threw them at him. <laughs> oh, that's another one from about two days ago. That's Naya. Um, and then there's... Did the third one come through where Ayla was catering her? This is what she does. It's hilarious. So when you... When you're, like... When Lid's trying to feed her or anything, she Ayla just comes out and just, like... Just just destroys her like it's hilarious like smothers her sits on top of her just like squishes her anyway it's all good they're my girls and then obviously my wife Lydia which you all know super proud about my three girls I'm going to read John 3 16 to 21 some of you know this some of you don't for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes, believes in him uh, is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light uh, and will not come into the light for fear of their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that they may be seen plainly that, that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I going to pray. Thank you, God, that you're awesome. God, I just pray you'll speak through me tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight's heading is Eternity. So something that I, I, I only sort of preached a, a message a bit like this at youth a few weeks ago, but it's, I've never, ever talked about eternity, and it's one of those things that I know sometimes we don't like to talk about, and sometimes it's not politically correct, but I just felt that this is the message that I needed to bring tonight. So obviously I'm not going to do everything about eternity, but just, just a quick sort of overview about that. But that verse there, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, a lot of us know this one, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I know I've known this scripture and said it a million times, but actually think about the last bit, not perish, but have eternal life. I'm like, okay, what does that even mean? Um, you know, does that mean that uh, having eternal life means that, you know, uh, when we pass from this earth that we're, uh, we're going to like be like Superman or, or something, or Wolverine, and we just never die, and we're just like eternal life, you know? Like it can, that's what most people would probably think if you say you're going to have eternal life. Or uh, when we die, we turn into zombies or something, and we just never die. The dictionary meaning for eternal life says endless life after death, immortal souls destined for eternity, the life, uh, the afterlife, everlasting life, uh, life after death, the life to come, the afterworld, um, 
the hereafter, the next world, the beyond and more. That's what the dictionary says about eternity. Have you ever stopped and thought, though, what happens when we leave this earth? As I said before, it's not something that we like to talk about. And Aussies are are very sort of, uh, you know, Westerners don't really want to talk about it. You know, they're kind of like, what happens, whatever, you know. And it's something that we, we sort of dodge sometimes. But the Bible gives us hope about it, not fear. So much fear can be associated around the word eternity, but it's actually, the Bible gives us, it's a message of hope. Eternity is a message of hope. Uh, My first point, is there a heaven and a hell? Is there a heaven and a hell? Good question. The Bible is clear that there is an eternal place for us when we pass from this earth. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Where they are exactly, I have no idea, but... They are real places. You know, heaven and hell are, are not what we see on TV. Um, think about it, you know, um, TV shows and movies make heaven look like you're floating on a cloud, uh, eating cream cheese while playing a harp, singing lullabies. I mean, if, you know, most people, if you ask, what does heaven look like to just the average person in the street, and they would say, I don't know, some cloud up there where it's probably boring. Like, there's a, there's a perception of heaven to be boring and just, ah, you know. Um, and hell is portrayed as a fun place where all the, the crazy people go, you know, that are always in trouble and they're just like, yeah, they're just like rockers or whatever. You know, like hell's like that place where we think it's kind of cool. Let me tell you, both of those ideas of heaven and hell are like not even close to what the Bible says about, not, not, even, not even close. So just get that out of your mind, what you think they're like, because they are not. And there's so many scriptures in the Bible about heaven and hell, or, or, or eternity, the talk about that. Um, so let's look at a couple about heaven, just a few to throw it out there. Uh, Psalm 11, uh, 11, 4 to 6. The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord is, is on His heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. He examines, uh, His eyes examine them. This is verses for saying He's in heaven, He's on His throne. Hebrews 8, 1. Now the main point of what we are saying is this, we do, we do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, okay? I'm just sort of throwing some scriptures out there, just laying a bit of a foundation. Philippians 3, 20 to 21, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14, 1 to 6, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you Uh, that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be be with me, that you you also may be where I am. Now, that is a cool verse. Another one, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. There's just a few verses there uh, that sort of describe uh, heaven. The Bible tells us that heaven is the dwelling place of God, okay? It's, it's His dwelling place. His throne is there. The angels are there. Jesus is there. Like, this is sort of what the Bible is talking about. And heaven is an amazing place, okay? Obviously, I have not seen it personally, but the way it's described in the Bible, we don't have time to just, you know, go into all that tonight, but the way that it's described is a place with buildings, a place with streets. Like, it's, it's not just a cloud, it's actually 
a place, okay? It's like a city. It's, it's, like I said, I don't quite know what it is, but it describes from what we can gather that it's more than just a cloud with some cream cheese. And I can't wait to see it one day. When I've lived a full life and done what God's called me to do, I can't wait to see it. Um, so that's a few sort of scriptures that just sort of lay a little bit of foundation about heaven. But what about hell? Hell or Hades? What about that? John 3, uh, 16, as I said before, for God to love the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So there is a perishing part to that scripture. Matthew 25, 41. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Eternal fire, that doesn't sound like fun. Matthew 13, 41, 42. Uh, the Son of Man will send His angels and they will gather out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all the lawbreakers and throw them into a fiery furnace in the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Another verse is straight out of the Bible. Mark nine forty three. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to, than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. I mean, the, the scripture there is probably not saying take your hand off, but if there's something in your life that is causing you to, you know, to walk away from God, cut it out of your life. That's pretty much what it's saying. They don't go around cutting your hand off. Please do not do that. <laughs> you may need it. Um, Jude 13 talks about like evil people, like raging waves of the sea, uh, foaming out their shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackest darkness forever. Like, I'm not trying to bring fear or nothing on you because, like I said, this is a message of hope. But this is just the truth um, that sometimes that we, I mean, we preach it here, I think, in our church. But some sort of just tiptoe around the truth of what the Word says. So hell is a real place. Hell is, is black. It's dark. It's, I mean, as you can see, it's fire. It's not a nice place. And it wasn't designed for, for humans. It was designed for uh, the devil and his fallen angels. Um. Yeah, the Bible tells us that hell is a place where the devil lives and where his demons uh, live. So Satan um, was an angel in heaven, for those who don't know, and, and he was in charge of the third of the angels. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take over. Uh, I'm going to take over heaven. I feel like I should be in charge. Um, and God's like, I don't think so. And then just cast him out like a flash of lightning and a third of the angels. So that's what happened there. And Satan wasn't happy about that, okay? And he's been trying to, to mess the whole situation up since then. He's been trying to separate mankind from God since, since then, okay? As we know right back in the start, that's what he did. Um, but God is more powerful and gives us the power to overcome. Don't you love that? He's so much more powerful. Uh, and he made a way through his son, Jesus. His son, Jesus. A lot of you may know this. This is a very basic sort of message, but this is what I felt to bring tonight. Um, the Bible hints that heaven and hell is not as far away as you may think. Uh, we often think that eternity is so far away, like it's just something, just what's running to it or something. We think it's just so far away. But Christians all over the world believe that if we pass from this life, then we pass into eternity. Um, the verse that backs it up is 2 Corinthians 5.8, to be absent from the bed, oh, the bed, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I mean, if I got Aaron to come up here now and just do the chokehold on me, like how long would I last? Maybe what, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, I'd be out on the floor and if he kept the pressure on, then I'd be in heaven within mi seconds, minutes, not even minutes, like seconds. Like 
Eternity is seconds away. It's not light years away. And sometimes we think it's this like, one day is going to, like, and it's actually seconds away. Like, literally, when your time to go, it's your time to go, like, then it's, it's seconds. And, yeah, if you hold your breath, like, you're not going to be here for very long. As I said to me, eternity is only seconds away, not light years. The most important thing that we understand is that heaven and hell are real places, okay? And they're not made up. And they're different to what you'll see on The Simpsons, okay? (laughs) Very different. You know, there's so many stories about people that have died and gone to heaven or or had gone to hell or had visions of that and that have come back. Like, there's so many, like YouTube, you can watch them all and there's some weird ones and you'll get super confused. But there is some true ones. And I I do remember, uh, I think it was mum and dad, you guys had a, there's a couple of stories here. You had lunch with a guy once that died on the hospital table for like yeah, Lutheran passed for like 10 minutes or something. Like he, he was clinically dead, like, you know, like it was the, the, the science, the clinical side, he was dead. And, uh, and mum and dad got to sit down with this guy who died and went, I don't know if he went to hell or heaven or he went to a couple of places and he went to heaven and he came back, had a vision of it. And mum and dad, you tell me, it was like 15 years ago, just the realness of this guy's story. He was a Lutheran pastor and uh, just telling the story about what heaven was like and just weeping and just like, you know, like a true witness of what he saw. This is not a fake a fake story. And there's so many stories like that. If you go looking for them, there is so many. But one that a lot of people will know is, I think it's Ian McCormack or Ian McCormack. He was a guy who was stung by like four box jellyfish. And um, we actually had him at our church down the Sunshine Coast as a kid. And I remember his stories where he just weeped his way through a whole sermon. He preached for like an hour and a half. I remember it was super long. felt like a day because I was like 10. But I just remember... He just preached his heart and soul and it, there's just like, it was just like, how, how can that not be real? Like his story and, uh, and I've heard his story a few times since and it lines up exactly the same every time, you know, when people are lying, it always changes. He says the same thing every time. And I was actually fortunate enough to find a clip on YouTube. It's super bad quality. It went forever and I sort of just chopped a few bits out of it so we weren't here all night and it's a little bit about sort of what he felt about hell, sort of what the vision he got there, and then sort of a little bit about heaven. So it's not much, but just to, just to, yeah, this is, you'll meet the guy, and Ian, his name is. And so I'm next minute out of that hospital in complete darkness. Hmm. So I'm grappling, did we have a power cut? You know, I mean, have the yeah. lights gone out, or have I died? So I'm groping around the darkness looking for a light switch, I thought, it's so dark in here, you can't see your hand in front of your face. So I bring my hand towards my face, and my hand goes straight through my face. Mm. I thought, that's impossible. Two hands, both hands. I go for my chest, nothing. My hands, nothing. And then I have the terrifying realization that I could be alive out of my body. The closest thing I could think of is that I'd met people that had amputations, and they could feel the The limbs there phantom pain it's called the medical terms and so I'm going well could my physical body be back in that hospital where I apparently have just left where am I and then I could feel evil the most intense evil it was like invisible eyes were looking at me it was like a spiritual darkness and I heard men screaming out of the darkness saying shut up I thought I've said nothing not realizing my inner thought was a speech and they could hear me going where am I who turned the lights out Another man, you deserve to be here. I said, deserve to be where? Another man in front of me, you're in hell. I'm thinking, hell? 
I don't believe in it, you know what I mean? Hell's supposed to be a party place, and I'm wrestling with this whole con. Then I have a re realization, well, this could be Hades, this could be hell. The next minute I'm thinking, well, God's every right to send me here, and yet I reflected on the fact that I had prayed in the ambulance. Next minute, radiant light pierces mm. through the darkness and draws me now healing my heart of hearts, my broken heart. And as I got deeper in, I watched the waves of light open, the cloud began to part, and I saw Jesus with his hands outstretched, bare feet, dazzling white robes. It's as though he had taken this cloud and clothed himself in garments of, of this cloud of light. And as I looked towards the face of the Lord, <laughs> the radiance, the source of all the light was coming out of his face. You knew if he spoke, constellations, galaxies would come into existence. So I could see he had the form of man, but the face of God. His hair was radiant white. Now, I'd never read a Bible, so I didn't know that John had saw, saw that in Revelations 1, 13 to 18. His face shining like the sun and his hair white like wool like snow. But I'm seeing what I know to be the Lord, God Almighty, radiant light pouring forth from his hands. And as I walk towards him, white light pours out of the face of, of Jesus. I feel purity. I felt childlike innocence restored back to me. I come about halfway towards and more light, holiness flows into me. And, and as I got right up towards Jesus, I'm trying to see his unveiled face. But I don't know that no man looks upon the face of God and lives. But I am so happy that I am weeping. I know you can be so happy, but still overcome. And I watched Jesus beginning to move. Oh, why is he doing that? Why won't he permit me to see his face? As the Lord moves with his hand, he steps aside and shows me a continuation of the circular tunnel. Right behind him, I can see a whole new world opening up behind him. It's as though he's been a door of light. And as he's opening this doorway into eternity, I can see fields, grass with the same radiance and glory that's upon him right across the pasture, the flowers, the crystal clear river, trees along both sides, mountains, blue sky, rolling hills. Now I come from New Zealand, like Lord of the Rings country, and That's I am beautiful. looking at paradise. I'm thinking if you stepped on it, it would spring back. The radiance of the presence that was upon Jesus was across the entire creation. And I thought, I'm home. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was under the assumption that religion taught you go into a cloud play harps and have no. fat little Italian babies no. for it. The newer. No. <laughs> but I am looking at a new earth. And above it appears to be a new heaven. A parallel universe, really, right in front of me. As I'm standing there, I knew I'm home. I just begin to step forward and Jesus came right back in front. The door closed as he said, now, yeah, now that you've seen, do you wish to remain or do you wish to return? I said, remain here. Mm. I have no desire to go back. No. I said, I've known to go back for, no one loves me, um, you love me. And I look back to say goodbye, cruel world, and the Lord showed me my mother. Mm. The one person who had taught who me, right, and loved me. The one person I loved and honored. I thought, if I pass through into eternity now, will she know that I prayed in that ambulance? Will she have any concept that her prayers Whereas. helped her son 
to give his heart to the Lord in his dying seconds. Well, she, if any way she would know this, I thought, she will not. Mm. I thought, how selfish would it be for me to enter eternity? My mother has to bury me and think for all intents and purposes, she lost her son to hell. I thought it would break her heart. Mm. I said, I have to go back. I said, Lord, I want to go back. He said, Ian, if you return, you must see things in a new light from an eternal heavenly perspective, not a temporary earthly one. I look back. Cool. <clears throat> it's pretty moving, isn't it? Just like only the snippet out of that. Um, but there's just so many stories like that. Like Jesse Duplantis, a lot of you know Jesse Duplantis. He's an older father in the faith now. But his story when he had a vision of heaven. And, and yeah, it just, I don't know exactly what he saw. It's a new heaven and earth that will come down like in the Old Testament, in the end of days and all that sort of stuff. Like I don't understand exactly, but I know that there is an eternal place, um, a heaven and a hell. Um, like I said, where that is, I don't know exactly, but I know it is real. And there's so many stories. Um, but they all, I, I did a lot of research years ago about these stories and that, and they all say the same thing. Like some of them are more vivid and quite, you know, scary and graphic, and I didn't really want to show any of them. But they all say that heaven is an amazing place, and it's either a, a, like a, a new earth or it's got buildings and that, and the hell is a very scary place where you don't talk to people. It's a very lonely place. It's not, it's not a nice place. Um, eternity is real. Okay? And it's not something to be scared about. It's not something to be scared about. Which leads me to my next point. How do I know where I'm going? How do I know where I'm going? Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all born dead in our sins and separated from God. Okay, We're all born into that, just born into it. That's the way it is. Um, John 3.16, I've read this three times already. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The key part to that is believing in Jesus and following Jesus. Okay, that's the key part to that verse. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. So good. Galatians 6.8, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal Guys, that the other day, like we have a spirit, you know, and it's so neglected. Our world is just very flesh and just like, just, you know, what we see is all we are, but we have a spirit inside of us that's crying out and that's what lives on. Okay, our flesh is going to die, but that's what lives on. Um, you know, we don't automatically go to heaven when we pass from this life. It's clear in the Bible that we have the choice, that we have the choice. Uh, you know, God, He wanted, He made us with a choice. I said this again to the Transformation guys that on Tuesday, that we, He didn't want us to be like robots. He could have created everyone just to be like, I am a robot, I love Jesus, but He didn't want that. He wanted to create people, you know, like, oh, I have to hang out with them because, I, you know, it's like, we want friends to hang out with us because they like us. Same with God. He created human beings with a choice and with good decisions come bad decisions. That's why there's so much crazy stuff in the world. Um, yeah, it's clear that the Bible says we have the choice. It's, it's not like God hates us and, and wants us to suffer in hell. It's not like that at all. Um, when man sinned, it separated mankind from God. Okay, When man sinned, when Adam sinned, it separated us. But God is perfect God is perfect and sin can't dwell where he is, okay? That's why we can't be where he is. Um, so as we know, Jesus sent, uh, God sent his son Jesus to die 
the perfect sacrifice for us, the perfect sacrifice to take away our sins and to make a way for us to have eternal life. But he didn't just die. He rose again, making the way for us that we will rise again too, okay? Like it was a, a, a pathway for us. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart uh, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The verse clearly says that we have the choice, doesn't it? Confessing, believing. Uh, my second point was, how do we know where we're going? Well, another verse that backs it up, Galatians 5, 19, 21, this is the, this is the full on one. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, uh, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, for those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we know the kingdom of God is in heaven where he is. Uh, John 5.29, those who have done what is good will rise to live. And those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Read that again. Those who have done what is good will rise to live. Okay, And those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Uh, another verse here, I'm just throwing a few out there. Romans 2. Six to eight, God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who are, who are persistent in doing good, seek glory, honor, immor- honor immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, they will have wrath and anger for them. Wow, these verses are pretty clear, aren't they? Pretty clear. Uh, as the verse said, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we know that the kingdom, as I said, the kingdom of God is in heaven. So we have the choice. We have the choice. What we do on earth determines where we spend eternity. Uh, I heard like a pastor say once, like, it's like if there was like a tape measure, you know, like the first millimeter is like earth and then the rest of the tape measure is like eternity. You know, it's just like what we do here does determine what happens. And it's pretty clear throughout the Bible that fighting the flesh and living for Jesus is the best way. You know, without Jesus in our life, we are dead in our sins. We are dead in our sins and separated from God. John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. Another clear verse there. Some of you never heard this before, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Some of you have been in church forever, and you've heard it a million times, but I just wanted to remind us of it again, just the, the truth of it. And also, not just for us, but to remember like, whoa, what are we doing on this earth? Like, we're here to go into all the world, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons, freely we've received, now let's give. Now, we've got the living water inside of us. We're not, we're not a, a, a pool, we're a watering fountain, aren't we? We've got a new... Um, Walter, Mary Sarah's going to look at me. Then we've called it Walter. It's a drinking fountain at work. And it was just funny. It's, you know, you, you, you put water in and water comes out f- f- to hydrate everyone, you know. And we, I was going to put the scripture on there, come to me all who are thirsty and I will give. But we called it Walter. That's a great name. Walter the watering station. But just such a simple thing like we are that, you know, like God fills us up, goes through and it comes out for other people to be refreshed. It just doesn't fill up so that we're just like, oh, I'm full of water, you know, like. There is an eternal life awaiting for us all, and we have the answers. And not to be like out of this guilt and condemnation, we've got to go and tell everyone about heaven and hell. You've got to do it in a, in a loving, gracious way and all that, you know what I mean? You've got to work out how you're going to evangelize that. Sometimes we can get a bit passionate and crazy and push people away. But just, just to remind you of it, knowing there's more to life than just the here and now will help you live right. Okay, it really does. Which leads me to my last point. 
how to live from a place of eternity, how to live from a place of eternity. You know, we need to, to live with eternity on our mind. Not always, like just like living out there. Like I know back in the day, the eternity stickers are on the cars and, and they used to say, like they literally had them. Um, and it'd say, if this driver disappears at any moment, I'm in heaven, you know, and, and then read the Bible or something. I remember dad had a sticker. And like, and it was really crazy. So people wouldn't get married. People wouldn't build houses because they thought Jesus was going to come back and we're all going to go to heaven. So you can get extreme. Um, it's the same my dad used to say, and I've sort of adapted it, live like it's your last day, but plan for 50 years. And it's like, live like it's your last day, love people, tell people about Christ, but also plan for 50 years, build a house, have a family, you know, like keeping those two in balance. Um, there's more to life than just the here and now. And as I said, knowing that there is an eternity and that you'll have to stand before God one day and give an account for your life, it should help you make decisions, you know, thinking, oh, okay, I've got to give an account for my life one day. And as I said, this message is not meant to scare you into following God because statistically they say people that make a decision out of guilt um, don't follow through with their relationship with God anyway. So it's not like a heavy guilt condemnation thing. This is a message of hope that Jesus is the Savior for all mankind daily. He's a Savior for us daily. Some of you are like, oh, but it is daily for us. Um, as I said, it's a message of hope and all who believe in Jesus have the hope of eternal life and freedom. I don't know about you, but heaven sounds like an awesome place. No crying, no pain. Um, it'll, be, it'll be awesome. I reckon football in heaven will just be awesome. Just be like spear tackles everywhere. Just, you know, no pain. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. You break your neck and get healed instantly. I don't know. This is going to be awesome. There could be fishing. We'll find out. Um, it sounds like a, a hope to me, doesn't it? Heaven. Um, I might skip that. Like I said, I want to go there one day, you know, when I've lived a full life. And I want to tell thousands of others, okay? And I hope that that's your heart too, to tell thousands of others. But as we learn tonight, it's up to us. We have the choice, okay? We have the choice and we also have the answer to others. The question is, will you live for Him 100% and follow Him? Will you live 100% for Him? Or will you let yourself uh, just live out of the flesh and, and just, you know, I'm just going to do my own way, which leads to destruction. But I encourage you to live for God and allow the Holy Spirit to help you. That's the coolest thing. You know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We're not doing this on our own, trying to get through. Like, the Holy Spirit is, is, is in our life. He gives us the power to overcome. We talked about that in the next steps this morning. Just, it's just such an awesome thing. And I... I this is not part of my sermon, but for those who have Netflix, um, side note, I've been watching, uh, it's called AD Kingdom and Empire. And it's the story of when Jesus rose, rose from the dead, and then the story of the disciples. And it's really cool. It's not like, I mean, it's not 100% biblical, but there's biblical references in it. And they've just made up the rest to try and make a story. But there's biblical references through it. And yeah, it's just been like, it's just been so cool to see the Bible you know, and just the, the, when the Holy Spirit's poured out and now Peter's walking around the street and like just praying for people who've been healed. And it's just like, we are, we are, there's no difference for the disciples. We're no different to them. They were just 2,000 years ago. We're now. They're walking around just speaking in the name of Jesus. People are getting healed, saved, demons getting cast out. And we have that Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Uh, just the power to overcome, the power to walk tall, the power to walk free. And then the confidence to know that when we pass on this earth, that we have our reward in heaven and a place 
in heaven. It's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, and God didn't say all those who are perfect will make it to heaven. Okay, so some of you are feeling like, oh, I'm never going to get to heaven. Look at all the stuff I've done, all those verses. I've done everything in that verse, you know, like twice. God forgives. It's, that's why he sent his son Jesus, okay? It's not a perfection, like I'll be perfect. Get We're not like, you know, I won't say other religions. We're not like we're trying to work our way to heaven. It's not like that, okay? It's just the heart. God sees the heart, surrender to God, walk with Him with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will convict you of stuff you need to deal with. Just keep partnering with Him. When you fall, just fall forward and keep getting up and walking, you know? Like, this just happens. It's life. But it's not about perfection. It's about the heart. Just going after God and, uh, yeah. So where's your heart tonight? Where is your heart? I'll get the band up. I can't see the clock over there. It's like hiding off the screen. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yes, I have to scroll down to see the time. <laughs> cool. So where's your heart tonight? Where is your heart? Where's your heart towards God? Where's your heart towards eternity? All those sort of things. Why don't we close our eyes? Maybe you're here tonight and you uh, still don't know what's going on. You were dragged here by a friend. You think everyone's just crazy and loud in here. Uh, or maybe you come every week and I'm here to tell you God loves you. Okay. God actually intensely pursues you. He loves you with just an undying love. He sent His Son Jesus to die. Like, that's love. Um, and He has a plan. And as I said before, God loved you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die so that you could be free. And, uh, you know, you say, I'm a good person. I haven't robbed a bank. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't done anything. But as I said before, in Romans 3.23, all of us were born with a disease called sin. Okay? That's, we were born with it. And we've got Adam to thank for that. Um, and sin separates us from God because He's perfect. But God doesn't want us to be away from Him. And God always has a plan for everything. And he's, in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us to be free. And the Bible also says, If we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in Him and that He was raised from the dead, we will be saved first step is opening your heart up to Him. Opening your heart up to Him. He's saying, let me into your life. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus. It's only Jesus. There's no other religions. It's it's just Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. It's only in Jesus we can be saved, have connection to the Father. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, just all night you've been stirred. If you don't know Jesus, but you want to know Him, why don't you raise your hand? Well, nobody's looking. Let's respect this moment. Nobody's looking. If you're just like, yep, I don't know Jesus. I have never done this before. Yep. And you're just like, yeah, I, 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 need, I need to know this Jesus, this Savior. Anybody like that in this room? Or maybe you're here tonight and you, you feel like away from God or, or you're just... I don't know, you're just feeling like you've just been living for you. You know God's real, but you've just sort of been living for yourself and you're like, yeah, eternity, whatever, whatever that is, one day. Like, And you've just sort of been living on your own and you just sort of want to make that um, decision again to like, God, like, I know that life's short, eternity's real. I want to go 110% after you. Maybe that's you tonight. Why don't you raise your hand if you're like that? You're just like, yep, I just want to go 100% after God. Anybody like that in the room? Yeah, cool, cool. Or maybe you feel away from God, which is part of that, and you just want to come back, come back to God. You can raise your hand too. What we're going to do is, um, 
Why don't we all stand? Actually, let's all stand. And what I might do is before we, we move on a little bit, I reckon there's a few people put their hand up, but why don't we just all pray this prayer? Uh, I won't bring everyone out the front straight away, but why don't we all pray this prayer after me? So repeat this. Jesus, I thank you for setting me free. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I invite you into my life from this day on. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I thank you that you're a good, good father. God, you love us so much. And the message of eternity, it's a message of hope. You sent your son Jesus to die so that we could be set free, that he was the way to see you, a way to heaven, Lord. And God, I just pray that people in this place that, that yeah, maybe a little confused about that or just feeling condemned, they will know that you love them. Your, arm, your arms wide, outstretched saying how much you love us. And God, I pray that tonight, Lord, people will just know that you're so real and that you care for them so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to like, we've got like a couple of minutes. If you want to come out the front, come out the front. Um, if you have any prayer needs for anything, if you have any sickness in your life, uh, you, the pastor team will pray for you. Or if it's your first time, please come and see. If it's your first time, we'd love to give you a Bible. Uh, but yeah, let's just sing this a couple of times and then we'll probably finish off with a fast song or something. Sing it out. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.